Welcome to Aeon's HR Talks podcast series, where we'll be covering a range of hot topics in company benefits, rewards, and well-being. In each episode, we'll be talking to experts in the field to hear their thoughts on key trends and themes, and to share actionable insights. I'm your host, Olga Paskins from Aeon, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Today's topic is engagement and listening. And with our podcast guests, Helen and Simon, we will discuss how employers can better find out what their employees really think and want. Helen and Simon, welcome to the podcast. Please, can I ask you to briefly introduce yourselves? Hi, Olga. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here today. My name's Helen Payne, and I'm a strategic consultant at Aon. My job is to understand our clients' objectives and help them to deliver really meaningful benefit strategies and engaging employee communications. Part of the way that we do that is by understanding their employees and using a range of employee listening tools. And Reflection that we're here to talk about today is our latest tool, so I'm really excited to share what we've been doing with you. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Olga. My name's Simon Stapleton, and I'm co-founder of TrueSayers, and our neurotech platform is what's underpinning Aeon Reflection. Our platform enables employers and employees to communicate their true feelings and get to the bottom of their truths. Thank you both. I'm going to dive in straight into the first question. Simon, I'm going to start with you. Could you just tell us what is actually wrong with traditional employee surveys? The problem with traditional surveys, what we call explicit, is that they're really geared towards measuring what people are prepared to say. And often, it's not what they really think. So we've probably all experienced times when we've answered surveys and not really shared the truth, often because we want to be seen in a certain way, we want to answer it how we think somebody else wants them, uh, it to be answered to, or sometimes we just can't be bothered. So the, the problems with traditional surveys is they allow moderation, they allow people to answer what they want to say rather than what they really feel. And of course, when leaders are basing decisions on that data, there's often a mistrust of that data because they know people are not always answering it in their truth. Thanks, Simon. I never really thought of it that way. That's really interesting. So I guess my next question is, what is reflection? How is it different from these traditional methods you just talked about? Well, as a foil to what I've just said, our uh, technology, which is underpinning reflection, enables people to share what they're really feeling because we use a different method called an implicit method. The difference being is that we don't ask questions, we don't give a range of answers, we're measuring an immediate gut reaction. And because of that, the technology then measures people's response times to it, and that gives us the data we need. So when you apply that to some of the thorny issues in business around employee experience, whether it's about benefits, we're able to measure what people are really feeling underneath. Where do you typically see the biggest difference between the explicit and implicit responses? So where we see that the main differences is when it concerns issues that are not being openly discussed within the work environment. It's often things that are not being openly discussed because there's consequences to doing so. People will often find they want to portray themselves differently because of work pressures because of career pressures, you know, that kind of thing. And so what we do is enable the true feelings, the true sentiment towards those things to come out. And 
give managers, give leaders the data they need to make some decisions based upon it. Following on from Simon's answer, Helen, is there anything you can add on the differences between the explicit and implicit responses? Yeah, I think a really good way of highlighting how reflection helps to weed out, you know, what people want to say and what they really feel is what came out in a recent Future of Work survey where we asked employees how they felt about the leadership team. And we asked whether they trusted the leadership team and, and if they'd done a good job in sort of communicating during the pandemic. Now, this is an actually a very good organization. Most of the employees are fairly engaged. You know, the overall score was very positive. And what we found was for those employees that have been there sort of five years plus, they scored the leadership team pretty high. You know, it was coming out around 65, 70% of people trusted the senior leadership team, which is great. And their implicit and explicit scores were the same. So what they were telling us and how they were feeling, that matched. What was interesting, though, was there was obviously some employees that had only recently joined the organisation during lockdown, probably hadn't met any of their colleagues, hadn't even been to the office. And when they were asked that question, they scored the senior leadership really high, like up in the 85, 90 percent category. We, we really trust our senior leadership team. But actually, when we looked at the implicit scores, they were down at around the sort of 45 mark. So there's this massive gap between what people are saying and what people are feeling. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can totally understand why an employee would want to give a positive response to that. It may even be that they want to feel like that, but the truth was they don't feel like that. And of course they don't feel like that because they've only been there a few months and they haven't had time to build the trust yet. But for me, it was just a really great way to show the employer the value of reflection and the fact that this is why you need this implicit score so that you can so that you can get to the truth and as Simon said you know it's not around the things that people are happy to talk about because there's lots of things people are happy to talk about it's about those difficult subjects that people aren't happy to talk about where reflection just just really helps to get to the bottom of the issue. Helen, I wonder if you could maybe tell us a little bit about how Aon clients are using reflection tool today. Yeah, sure. So as Simon's mentioned, this this tool's been around for a long time. It's been used in lots of different industries, but until now, it hadn't been used in the HR and employee space. And uh, and that's why I'm really excited that, that we've got the opportunity to bring this to our clients because it is unique and it is new and it is exciting. But as Simon's explained, it's not the sort of tool that you use to ask tactical questions around the types of benefits that somebody might like favor over another benefit. It's, it's much better at helping to uncover those more complex issues, the things that actually employees struggle to articulate, um, things around employee experience and culture and the unknown, the uncertainty of maybe what the future might look like. So with that in mind, we've developed four off-the-shelf reflection surveys that, that tackle slightly more complicated issues within the HR space. And those are around total reward, employee experience, employee resilience, and the future of work. And it's really that sort of total reward and future of work where we're seeing the most interest from our clients, particularly 
as over the last year we've been through a huge amount of change and um, most organizations that I work with are thinking well this is a time to sort of take a step back have a think about what we've got and is it fit for the future and what do we need to do differently and before we go ahead and start making those changes let's really understand listen to our employees what do they need and how are we going to get these quite difficult messages across when we when we make the changes um, without losing the engagement of our employees so that's really where um, I see this particular employee listening tool fitting in with with the other services that we offer wow that sounds like a lot of valuable insight can be gained from these exercises and um, Helen would you be able to share some of the key takeaways from the recent reflection projects that you've done with our clients, perhaps compare them with some of the results of previously using traditional surveys? Yeah, sure. So one of the projects that I've worked on recently where I found that reflection was really valuable in comparison to traditional survey was with a large professional services firm. They wanted to look at their, their total reward holistically, and they already had some preconceived ideas of where employees were unhappy and it was mainly around the pay and bonus piece. So that was what we anticipated we would find out through the survey. However, when we got the results back, what we found was that employees actually weren't less happy with the pay and bonus piece than they were with the other elements of the total reward, which included you know, the health and social recognition and so on. The bit that they scored the lowest was actually around their work-life balance. So what we uncovered by doing reflection was that it wasn't the pay and the bonus that needed to be looked at. It was the way in which people were expected to work and the impact that their, the stress and the workload was having on their personal life, which made them feel like they weren't adequately rewarded for the amount of work and, and the amount of sacrifice that they had been making. So with that in mind, we were able to go back to the client and say, actually, you know, all of that feedback that you've had in the past was based on the explicit, what people were telling you. But there's lots of things going on under the surface that people aren't telling you. And if we can address that, if we can bring in measures to help people manage their workloads more effectively, manage their stress more effectively, and have tools and products and benefits that support their resilience and well-being, then actually that is going to have a much bigger impact than just increasing their base pay and their bonus. So without reflection, we, we wouldn't have found those things out. Well, that's really powerful. What brilliant, brilliant insight for the, for the business to be able to build this strategy on. It sounds like the companies can really benefit from like, different types of surveys. But what do we, what do you hear about the participant experience because it sounds like it's really quite different to a traditional way of answering questions. So the employee experience when using reflection is quite different so um, rather than ask questions and ask people to select from a range of answers in a tick box style what we do instead is present them with some statements that they've got to follow an instruction to. It's really about hitting buttons um, and, and just following what it says on the screen. It's over really quickly. It's almost like a game. You know, um, young people tend to really like it because it's much more gamified than the traditional survey styles. And so we take neurodiversity really seriously as part of the way we deliver this technology. 
So what we want to be as inclusive as possible and, and make reflections as accessible to, to everyone. And so we've introduced some neurodiversity, uh, a new neurodiversity toolbar, which enables individuals to tailor the experience to their own requirements by using overlays and, and different fonts. Yeah, we ran this survey recently, a future of work survey via the reflection tool with a very young dynamic financial services firm. We ran it globally. So it was across multiple countries, multiple languages. And most of the employees there are very tax savvy, um, sort of under the age of 30, most of them very smart people, obviously, as well. And generally, they have a very low take up of surveys. You know, employees aren't that engaged, don't really enjoy taking them. But I think word had spread, possibly about the topic because obviously future of work how they're going to bring people back to the offices of interest and very very topical but also the fact as Simon says that this is a little bit more fun than most surveys and a bit different and a bit innovative they all wanted to have a go and what we found was that the participation rate was higher than any other survey that the, this client had ever done with its employees so we got really really rich data um, again, that we wouldn't have got had we have gone down the traditional survey route. So that all sounds really great and exciting. And I suppose my last question before we close is, is this completely new idea? It sounds like it's new in this HR space, but is it new kind of in any other industries too? Well, implicit techniques have actually been used for decades, mostly in, in academic and research kind of applications. But the neurotech that underpins the reflection has actually been around for 10 years. Uh, we've applied that in a number of different scenarios, a lot in the consumer space, where we've measured consumers' likelihood to buy a particular brand. So we've done it around packaging and fragrance. Now, fragrance is an interesting one because we all have an emotional response to certain fragrances, but we often don't know why. And when you're, say, a, um, when you're a, a washing powder manufacturer and you give it a certain fragrance, you're going to want to know that actually it's, it's causing people to want to buy it rather than turning them away. And so to ask people a, a direct question, what do you like about this fragrance, is actually really difficult to answer and put it into words. But you know if you like it or you don't, and you know if you're going to buy that brand or not. So this technology has able brands, some real big consumer brands, in make those choices about what fragrances to give it, what packaging to give it, etc. But some time ago, we realized that this has universal application, not just on consumer, but also in the corporate space. Because the same fundamental um, challenge is how do you measure what people really feel? What's their sentiment towards something, whether it's a package, or whether it's their manager or their work environment. And so this isn't new, it's been around for 10 years. Reflection is, is new into the market, but the technique isn't. So for me, everything that we're doing around building an employee experience for our clients and their employees is about putting the employee at the heart of the experience and treating them more like a consumer. So the way that we're listening to them has to reflect the way that you know a big firm would listen to their consumers when they're launching a new product for example and equally you know we try and apply the same things when we're creating new technology to deliver the benefits or new ways of communicating 
benefits and employee value proposition to employees. So it's all about sort of shifting that mindset and thinking about employees as consumers, as people that we need to understand so that we can attract, retain and motivate them. Brilliant. Thanks both. That has been a really, really interesting conversation. I have certainly learned a lot. Thank you both for your time and for sharing your experiences with us today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, look out for more HR Talks episodes from Aon. If you have any questions or would like to find out more, please email us at letstalkbenefits at aon.co.uk or head to our website aon.co.uk forward slash employee benefits.